Hello all and welcome back to another episode of the Game Time CT Football Pick'ems Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Pablaga, joined as always by Game Time CT Super Producer, John Patrick Boley, and Game Time CT columnist Jeff Jacobs. Another week in the books. We only got three weeks of the regular season left, gentlemen. And then we got the playoffs. How are we feeling? I'm feeling better. <laughs> Uh, I, if I, I, I could just pick one of these game of the weeks, right. I'd be in better shape, but uh, you know, I got beat over the head by Fairfield prep, not just in the standings, but on the field, I was getting screamed at by the uh, bomb squad constantly. Well, the only two of you guys picked us only two votes, only two votes. I'm like, what are you talking about? Two votes, but they were all, Clear, you clearly pay attention all over us. And I'm like, Oh my God. But other than that, I'm doing great. It's two, two successful weeks on the standings pretty good yeah jeff what about you how you feeling uh, i'm only 11 and 8 in the last two weeks which is really bothering me and, and i've missed a couple of big games i couldn't have i, I just want to apologize to fear fearful prep uh, i don't have rabbit ears like sean but I, in a more mature fashion i would like to apologize to, <laughs> to prep for building up sheldon on their Revenge tour, no mercy. I broke it down about three thousand ways in a column, and and then it was fifty. Was it fifty-four nothing? Um, I yeah. wasn't at the game, and I just couldn't believe what I saw on Twitter. So I want to apologize to Fairfield Prep, and I'm going to make it up to him. I'm going to go to church the rest of the year. Well, you're going to have another shot. That's not to do with Fairfield. That has nothing to do with Fairfield prep, but I'm going to go to church the rest of the year. <laughs> I, uh, I, well, you're going to have another shot uh, at Fairfield prep this week. I see. Uh, I'm not apologizing to Fairfield prep. I don't. I'm don't make any apology apologies for my picks. No. Um, <laughs> so this past week, uh, Sean Bowley, Dave Stewart, and the Eight Ball went seven and wow. two to take the top spot. Uh, I went six and three. I'm very happy with myself. Yeah, uh, Jeff, you went five and four, but in the overall standings, Jeff, you're sitting there in fifth place, and you are in striking distance to get into the mix. I don't know what to say because I just feel like I've, I've, I've already. I think I've already explained on this on this podcast that I define mediocrity in every way of my life, and this is just further substantiation. So, I think I'm right where I belong in this in this battle. Yeah, Sean, you're right there. there. And we'll probably remain there. (laughs) Sean, you're right in the mix, too. Uh, You're two, two, two out of the last weeks are strong. You got in the mix. I'm kind of hanging on right at the bottom. Uh, But I have jumped up. I have jumped Morelli, Will, and Mike Fornabio. So I'm not. Morelli's in despair mode. I saw, you see his tweet there. He's like, he's just destined, he says, to finish behind the eight ball. (laughs) (laughs) The eight ball had a great week. Uh, can't how about four? How about Forno? He was 10 and 0 one week, right? Yeah, and then he went like three and seven two weeks in a row. What is he? What is he doing all the other weeks? Have you got 10 and 0, man? Forno, baby. <laughs> nice to see McAmee falling back a bit here. Like, I enjoyed him going three and six. You know, <laughs> Maggie can't can't lose. She picked prep, so Maggie picked can't lose. Sonia, Sean, and she's still where she is. She's yeah. got some kind of she picked against him so much. Yeah, she picked against Ansonia and still is where she is. Yeah. It's unbelievable. There's there is no method to the madness. And we will find that out more as we like I said, we have three regular season week left weeks left. Uh we have a jam-packed Thanksgiving episode um where I think we pick 15 games. Then we have the quarterfinals of semis and the finals. So there's still a lot of games to make up here, gentlemen. We're not out of it yet. 
I'll tell you what, fair maestro bully. He is on the run. And oh, every time he every time he picks first, keep an eye on me if I just pick the same thing he did because I have the feeling that now he's starting to pay attention know, and the ball. I was shocked. I was shocked. I, finished, I was shocked. I was shocked. I finished seven to two. I, I thought we, I at least won a couple more, lost a couple more than that. But I guess we not. spoke about Shelton's revenge tour last week. I feel like we are on a Sean Bowley revenge tour. Mm-hmm. We'll and see. He, we'll see. It's only two weeks, so. I got him his favorite now. I got him his favorite now. (laughs) All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna dive into our games, our week ten games to pick. As always, the game of the week goes last, so we're gonna start up in the SCC where we have five and two Hamden going to Milford to play the five and three Lawman from Jonathan Law. Sean, we'll let you go first. What do you got? Oh my god. And it continues to defy my expectations. Uh, I'm sure they're really thrilled about that. But, um, you know, if they, if they keep this up, they got three games left. They keep this up, they're going to be in the state playoffs, which, you know, that's kind of an issue there given their schedule. They haven't played anybody, really. They lost to Benel, good team. You know, they lost to the good teams and they've beaten up the bad teams. The only one they really can hang their hand on in there is West Haven. Uh, you know, but that said, you know, Law hasn't been that, you know, special either. You know, they've had some sketchy... I mean, this is a tough one. This is really impossible to talk about that Law. I have a hard time picking against the double L school here. I'm going to go with Hamden. Hamden fought the Law, and Hamden won. <laughs> yeah, you know, you look at Law's schedule. Oh, reference law. there from the old days. <laughs> Yeah, you look at Law's schedule, they they have losses to Stratford and Brookfield after a 2-0 start, and, you know, they've come back beating teams that they've had to beat, and you look at Hamden, like, you know, we sat on this show and we're like, there's no way Hamden's going to beat Chain. They beat him by, like, 34 points. Yeah. Um, impressive. You know, it was impressive, and, uh, you know, the win against West Haven obviously stands out, but you look at North Haven, they lost by 21, they lost to Benel, an SWC school, a small SWC school. So I really have no idea what to make of these Green Dragons. That said, I'm going to complete the sweep, go with Hamden as well. Um, you know, this is a put-up-or-shut-up game now. Hamden was all up in our DMs. Oh, no one picks us. We don't get respect. Well, the three of us just picked you. Yeah. So make us look like geniuses. All right. Now, speaking of the SWC, we got a good one. We got 7-1, New Fairfield in Class S, going to Blue and Gold Stadium to play the 5-3 and three Newtown Nighthawks. This on on record on paper seven and one five and three awesome but you look at it and you go okay Newtown is in double L with their losses coming against Darien Ridgefield and Shelton New Fairfield their only loss they blew a twenty eight point lead to Massick and had to come back to beat uh, Notre Dame Fairfield last week Jeff can David slay Goliath all right. I've made a pick last week with, with my sentiment and against my head. I knew Maloney was going to win, and I picked Hall. And in, in retrospect, I'm pretty sick about it. Now, all the sentiment wants me to go with that 7-1 Class S New Fairfield team. They really, even within Class S, you know what I mean? Ansonia, Bloomfield, Bloomfield, Ansonia, maybe we'll sprinkle a little crown Portland in there. New, New Fairfield, not enough love 
But man, Newtown, if they manage to put some points on the board, they're gonna they're gonna be too much for them. I'm gonna go with Newtown again against my heart this time and with some staunch defense and numbers. Newtown. Yeah. New Fairfield at home. Notre Dame Fairfield, which, you know, by all by their accounts, only twenty-two players and they had a twenty what, a twenty-six lead at halftime. And uh, that's not a good look for Fair- New Fairfield, which needed to win that game. Keep telling you to make this game more important uh, because now they got to win this one too. And stay in there in Class S. Newtown undefeated in the SWC. They play basically an SEC Tier One schedule, and when they get out, they go back to the SWC. It's like you know, like men against boys. Now I think New Fairfield is better than that. I think Caswell's good. I think they got a good team. I think it's a shame that uh, they have to go through the, I just don't like the fact that you are playing for an S, same thing with Sheen, playing for an S playoff spot, and you gotta go through double L teams to get there. If they need to fix this, I'm going with Newton. Yeah, I'm gonna complete the sweep. Um, ever since I've been covering high school football in Connecticut, the it seems like it's Newtown at the top of the SWC, and then everyone else kind of follows in behind. Not saying New Fairfield's not a good team. I think they are a good team. We could do some some damage in Class S, maybe even win it if they can get in. But um, you know, I just think Newtown will be too much, whether it's bodies or just level of play. Okay, this is a great one. We got we're going up to the CCC, a game I'm going to attend at some point on Friday night. We have the 6-2 and two Newington Nor'easters traveling up to play the Windsor Warriors, who are 7-1. and one. Now, quick little information here. Newington, like I said, 6-2. and two. They lost two games in the middle of the season back-to-back to Double L Glastonbury and Double L Connor. Now, Windsor is an L school just like Newington, but they've rallied with wins against Berlin and Platt. And Windsor, their only losses to St. Joe's, but they were trailing Berlin 11-6 to at halftime and then ended up winning 40-11. to Sean, is Newington for real? Can they knock off Windsor? I think I'm the only guy here who's seen Newington. In this, in this room. I've seen him live. I love, uh, you know, Austin Howe. I think he's great. I think Patty Brown's a good quarterback. They got some they got some athletes there. Uh, the problem with Newington, and it didn't really show so much last week, though, is that their defense is a sit. Um, they, uh, they give up a lot of points this year, and uh, Windsor can score a lot of points. And I know I think Windsor ran into a, I don't know what happened there. They, they, they could have suspended guys for all I know. I, I mean, I doubt it, but I mean, it's possible. I just don't know. Uh, in that Berlin game, Berlin's playing for a lot of pride there. They have a lot to prove, and I think that, that had a lot to go there. I think Windsor just warmed down. I, I, if you were to ask me, again, I don't know this stuff. That said, I think Newington, the last time they played Windsor, I think they beat them. Didn't they, like, two years ago? They I did. I believe so, yeah. You know, this has been a close rivalry. Uh, this year, though, Newington, and, you know, Jay Space has got a heck of an offensive club. Defensively, I don't think they stop Windsor. I'm going with the Warriors. Yes, I, I echo Sean. I just want to bounce back for one second. I don't like New Newtown playing New Fairfield. And in, in, in when I look at all those S schools and the NVL and Pequot, you know, and you know, e, e, Bloomfield e, e, even. It's like, man, all of a sudden New Fairfield's trying to stick up against Newtown and make the make the playoffs. I don't like that. This game 
Hey, I've been voting Windsor right around the top 10 all year. I mean, 13th and 12th. You know, when, when when they were down, I probably propped them up. They were probably like 20th without me, and they were like 17th. So, you know, I got them right in the 10, 11, 9, 10, 11, 12 bracket. So I got Windsor solid. I like them. They lost the, the one game to St. Joe's, and that was it. So I'm, I'm, I'm staunch in Windsor's corner. Yeah, I'm, uh, for the third game in a row, I'm going to complete the sweep. I've been saying this since day one that I thought Windsor was the best team in the CCC, and I, I stand by that. Um, it's just a great program, and uh, I think Newington is really good. And if Newington is going to win, this is going to be like a 50-40 to 40 game. Um, but I don't think Windsor uh, will allow that many points. All right. Boy, there's a lot of love in this room right now. <laughs> wow. We haven't um, agreed on this on anything this year. Yeah, three in a row is a lot yeah. for us. I think I think we might change on this one. We have uh, the CTC matchups that, that we've been wanting. We have seven and one Cheney Tech going up to play seven and one Quinnebog Valley. This is the beginning of Quinnebog. They play Cheney and Thames. If they win out, go nine and one. They'll virtually knock Cheney and Thames out of the playoffs with two losses in theory. Um, but a loss here could knock Quinnebog out because Quinnebog is 7-1 and their loss came to Northwest United. Uh, Cheney Tech 7-1, they had a close one-point loss, 7-6 to ATI. Who keeps their playoffs alive, Sean? Woo! <laughs> this is tough. You know, I look at that Cheney game against Thames River a few weeks back and I'm just like, oh, man. You know, that was when I... I believe I picked, I did, I picked Cheney to win that game. That really was kind of a, a tough one for a lot of guys in this in this uh, picks, this pick em section. But uh, that was a big win. Overall, though, Cheney's defense has been really good. You know, seven, they only gave up seven in a loss. ATM. Their offense, though, it's just not been great. And meanwhile, Quinnabot can score, as Jeff, Jeff points out. You, know, you can see them. They can score. They've scored like 40-something points or 30-something points most of their games. And they only, Prince Tech held them 23. They have Northwest United actually in a in a loss, excuse me, in a victory over the Quinnipaug, 38 to 14, held them only 14 points. So it's offense versus defense here, and I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to go with Chief. As I, as I pointed out last week's Hall victory, knocked all, I mean, Hall's loss, it knocked all the romance out of me. All the romance on me, so I'm just all like just hardcore, and I want Quinnebog to win. They're my boys from my from my neighborhood. Cheney Tech's D, as Sean pointed out, is really good, and that's the former coach, right? That, that uh, uh, from that one of the Tech schools. Yeah, very good. Uh, I, I think they're going to be the best out of between Cheney Tech, Quinnebog, and Thames or Thames, or however the Americans and English pronounce that na name. We, going from Newport, Rhode Island, we used to argue over whether it's Thames Street, which is, you know, the famous thing with all the bars down there that you guys might be familiar with. I, I like to see it as a colonial architecture, but you guys might think of it as bars. Um, <laughs> long way, long way of putting, I, I, I've got Cheney Tech, again, with the head over the heart. It's the new me. No more romance. Cheney. No more romance. Um, the thing that interests me, Cheney, Cheney's loss by one point to ATI. ATI is a good program. They've gotten better as the year has gone on, as we've seen. Uh, they beat Prince Tech last week. 
But you look at Quinnebach, their losses to Northwest United, and that's a great story. They're having a great season. Those are a lot of non-CTC kids playing on that Northwest United team, mm-hmm. as opposed to Quinnebach or, you know, the tech schools where they're just tech schools. Um, but I just love the way Cheney's Tech's defense has been playing. They've allowed 20 points once, 10 points another time. Other than that, it's been seven or less and you can't you can't not be impressed by that and uh you know i think if cheney wins this game they got vinyl tech goodwin tech on thanksgiving or the week at the week before i mean if they win this game they're gonna go nine and one and go to the playoffs uh i'm, I'm picking cheney at chaos pete would pick quinnabog to win this game and then quinnabog to lose to thames and they'd all have two losses but uh i'm 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 going with jeff i'm putting my head before the chaos uh, I'm going to go with Cheney Tech Wait, oh, as well. Right. Okay. So now we got our NVL game. Oh, I'm sorry. Hmm. Scratch that. We have our ECC game. Oof. Jeff, this is your area. So you're going to go first, but I'm going to give a little uh, information. We got six and two Ledyard. After coming off of two losses, Ledyard put a thumping on Montville, 64 to six. And Woodstock Academy, the, the Cinderella's this year i mean they've just been so fun to just watch get better and better uh throughout this season coming off a win against griswold after a loss to east line they're both six and two they're both in i believe the ecc division two jeff is it is it your boys at ledyard or does woodstock continue this rise in the ecc all right uh, green the playmaker or hollywood or whatever they they, they call him out there Ledger. Now he had a huge game in, in in a route, and so I'm not sure where I'm still not sure where Outlaw's leg is. He's back, I, I, I think. Um, Woodstock has played solid this year. I'm going to go with solid. I'm going to go with Woodstock. This should be a very good game. Uh, uh, you know, I think people that can play Ledger's option. And I don't know Woodstock's defense, but I've seen it against some teams that can play, like Stonington and uh, New London. Although they eked out a win against New London, um, uh, can can figure out that run some, and they don't pass very well. Uh, so I'm going to go with the solid Woodstock. By the time I got the Woodstock, as they sang, I picked Woodstock. A lot of pop, a lot of old time pop. References for me this week. I actually got to What's see that Crosby, Stills, and Nash uh, at the New Haven Tennis Center back 20 something years ago. That was cool. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, you know, I, I would love to pick Woodstock here. Um, you know, they've been one season. It's a great story. It's one that really I don't think we've really appreciated here. But uh, Woodstock uh, was not just the doormat they were the they were the dirt beneath the doormat in the ecc in fact they left the league because they wanted to try something out like wanted to like try and schedule people they could beat i mean we're talking about any they couldn't beat anybody and they been sick for like nfa one weird year like it was 2009 or something crazy but they only won five ecc games in 15 years as a program and they've matched that already They've met, they've exceeded it, excuse me. Finally, they're six and two. They're guaranteed a winning season. That is remarkable. They've had an amazing, amazing year. Uh, that said, it's been a, 
you know, I thought they would have been beaten East Lime. They didn't. Griswold Wheeler, maybe they took it easy on Griswold Wheeler. 27 to 6. Sends up some alarm bells. Maybe they took it easy on Bacon Academy, which is not good this game. 33 0. Montville, allow them to score a little bit. I don't know, you guys, you know, Woodstock doesn't seem to have their foot on the pedal up there. And in this case, they need to do that. Ledger, desperately fighting for a class S playoff spot, needs everything he can get. And I think they're serious about this. I mean, Woodstock, you know, uncharted territory, I'm going with the Colonels. Outlaw or no? Colonels. We, we have our first disagreement, and I get to break the tie. And I look, if you know me, I love movies. Huge Disney show. I'm a, I'm a Mickey Mouse ears guy all the way, and Cinderella's a great story. Ooh. And I'm going to go with Woodstock. I'm going to really? continue the glass slipper fits for another week. And then the week after that with Killingly, I think I think they well, turn back into pumpkins. Pete, but I'm going with Woodstock. Cinderella is not a Disney creation, right? Yeah, I know, but I grew up with a Disney movie. I know it's, in, it's a free license type movie. Okay, but it was working with my metaphor. In a phrase, sure. It was working my metaphor. All right, <laughs> you're going to go to the NBL. Woodland at five and three travels to play Naugatuck at six and one, who quietly, I still say quietly because we don't talk about Naugatuck at all, in the in the double L. Is Clay, are they in double L, L or L? They're L. in the L. Sorry, they're in L this year. They're uh, mucking Naugatuck the works up in L, Pete. Yeah, they are, they are making their way up. Wood, uh, yeah. Naugatuck's only loss this year came week two to Torrington. 27 to 19, they've won five straight. Woodland five and three with losses to Holy Cross, Ansonia, and Torrington. They showed up for Ansonia, though. They did. They did. They did. But Ansonia pulled away like they have done all year. Sean, is it Woodland or is it Naugatuck? Well, here's the thing. If I go with Woodland, Naugatuck will win. If I go with Naugatuck, Woodland will win. So I'm just going to say... Uh, I'm just going to say Nogatuck, so you know where I stand. So, Jeff, are we both picking against him? Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to pick Nogatuck because uh, uh, I just comparative scores. I think this is going to be a really good game, but uh, I'm going to go with a comparative comparative score angle. I, I like I cross out the Insonia game because Thanksgiving, I think we're going to know how that's going to end also. So, uh, uh Noggy did Noggy beat Holy Cross, right? They did. Much to my chagrin, yeah. All right. And so, yeah, compare I'm gonna go to compare the score route with the new, you know, like my great over computer hard. brain my great computer brain, like all all comparative scores and everything like that. No no heart, all comparative scores. So Noggy. I'm gonna complete the sweep out Noggy Tuck as well. I think it sets up what will be a great game on Thanksgiving between nine eight and one Nogatuck and nine and zero oh Ansonia, um, and I I like good stories. Okay, moving up to the Pequot. This is always a fun game, at least I think so. But one of these teams is on fire right now. We got six and one Rockville. The boys on a, riding a six-game win streak yeah, are traveling to Stafford to play Brian Mazzone in the co-op. Now, we've talked about this on the show numerous times. Obviously, Eric and Brian are good friends. They coach together uh, under Keith Takis, who is back at Ellington. Keith was on Eric's staff at Rockville the last couple of years. There's a lot of history between these. And, like, you know, Brian got Stafford, you know, into the state conversation back in, I think, 2018. 
Um, and we had Bryant on the show and we were hyping up Stafford and Rockville was kind of, you know, they made the playoffs at seven and three. And then in 2019, Rockville went undefeated in the regular season. So we had Eric on the show. We were doing Rockville stuff and Brian was giving us crap. He's like, Oh, 2018's my year. 2019's Knickerbockers year, apparently. Um, so, you know, Stafford is four and three though, with their losses coming one point loss to Granby Canton, uh, seven point loss to Coggenshock and a seven point loss to Ellington. They've been in every game. Uh, but they haven't been able to win those close ones. And like I said, Rockville, after their first loss, uh, their loss in their first game of the year, they've won six straight pretty convincingly. Jeff, does Rockville stay hot? Or does Stafford get to uh, throw a wrinkle in Rockville's playoff plans? As the Rockville Rocket, Gene Pitney once sang, they are a town without pity. Someone like Shelton's No Mercy thing. Uh, Rockville is a town without pity right now. They are on a roll, and I see a big victory for Rockville. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm completely 100% behind that one. Uh, since they gave up 21 points to SMSA and a 21-0 loss in this win streak, they're basically averaging, a, they're, they're allowing a touchdown a game. That's more impressive to me than the points they put up. They've allowed just not even a question. I'm going with Rockville, but they have found their way. And uh, your boy will uh, get the job. Well, Knickerbocker will get the job. They're both. Uh, I'm going to complete the sweep uh, going with Rockville. The rock, the bell will be rung. Ring the bell. Wow. Uh, Rockville stays hot. Goes 7 and 1. Off the bandwagon, Brian. (laughs) He was all all over you. Logan Briggs is player of the year material. And the I said he was all state material, but yes. He was He's definitely player of the year. They're, they're going to be great. I can't wait. Stafford going to the playoffs again. Now it's so, I just have a question to ask. Right now, we've only disagreed on one thing, right? The Ledger yep. Woodstock. Now, now, we'll get these picks and we'll feel good about them, right? And then we'll see Maggie out there, and she'll have like seven ones different than what we just picked. Yeah. And, and she'll somehow win. she'll be seven and two or eight no. and two. Yeah, you know? I don't. I, I I I just can't figure it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I, now I'm, I'm Mr. Logic. Now you know I'm Mr. Logic, and now it's really gonna blow me away if <laughs> if these logical picks don't make it. All right, we got uh, one of our at-large games. We have four and four Ridgefield going to Westport to play the 6-2 and two records. Now, Richfield 4-4, four and four, their losses have come against Greenwich in Week 1, or Week 2 is their first game. Then they lost to St. Joe's by 3, Wilton by 7, and Trumbull by 14. Uh, talk about a meat grinder, those three games. Uh, and then on the other side, we got Staples. Staples came out of the gate, pick 6 by Charlie Howard to knock off Trumbull um, in the beginning of the year. Then they lost to St. Joe's and they lost to Cheshire. And they've won five straight. Uh, you know, they, they beat uh, Wilbur Cross, Danbury, Stanford, Norwalk, and West Hill. Uh, they should have won all those games. I think Norwalk, I could have seen Norwalk winning that game, but it's not a, a gigantic surprise. And then you have Richfield on the other side who has played this really tough schedule and is sitting there at four and four with their season over. Um, yeah. Um, Jeff. Richfield, even though the, the records are different, can, can Richfield win this game? I lost too many games picking Richfield this year. Uh, 
staples. They can score. I like their passing attack. Uh, I think they're on they're on a nice roll. They haven't, like you said, they haven't won a, a ton of big games. But every time Ridgefield seems to be facing a big game, they don't do it. I'm going with the Wreckers. The Wreckers. Sean. This is another tough pick for me because, you know, this is where I usually go with the team that, ah, you know, that I would, I, I, I thought Richfield was for sure going to be trouble, uh, trouble showing up in that game good for them. Uh, at Staples, needing a win. I think Richfield's got a lot of pride here. I'm going to go with the Tigers. All right. I'm going to break the tie. I am also going with Richfield. Um, you know, I think that's a three—that's a really hard three-game swing for any team, especially with the emergence of Wilton this year. Uh, you know, maybe in the preseason we would have looked at that and said, okay, well, they'll win here, they'll win here. But, you know, Wilton kind of threw a big wrench in, in, yeah, in, in Ridgefield's plan. Um, you know, those, and they played St. Joe's really well. They played Wilton really well. Trumbull, we've seen, they can explode. Uh, and I don't know what been, happened in that game. I wish I could figure that out. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Send your box sports, huh? Jeez. <laughs> On, yeah, so I, I'm going to go with Richfield uh, as well. We got we got two games left. Uh, our next one up, we have seven and one Fairfield Prep uh, going to Xavier to play the five and three Falcons, the Holy War. Because <laughs> I went to I went to Catholic high school, so I I, I can make that joke. Um, Sean, Sean, are you gonna? Did I already say that? I think I might have said that when yeah when they played uh, Notre Dame. Um, Sean, are you gonna are you gonna yeah, look, yeah, look, yeah. Xavier, not the juggernaut we thought they might be this year. You know, we thought they, we didn't think they were going to be like, you know, blow your doors off, but we thought, I didn't expect them to have three losses at this point, you know. It's just inconsistency sometimes. Either their offense shows up and the defense doesn't, or the defense shows up in the offense. Last week, they actually got both, which was great, but I don't think it was against a Notre Dame West Haven team that's really kind of its full self. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, again, there's another one. I, I don't really know what happened against like, Dakota play. I I will assume he didn't. Um, but even then, that's a good win for Xavier, playing for a lot of pride here. I mean, they are they even in the picture here? Probably not for the double L. Sorry, for the L playoffs. Uh, but, you know, who knows? Um, at home, though, they're going to finish things up at home. Fairfield Prep, no, is on a mission. I don't think anybody in this has got defense like Fairfield Prep. The offense... Could use some work, but with Ryan O'Connell and you know the rest of the gang and Tyman Smith playing the way they did, I mean, I hope they bring bring it the way they did against Shell. Let's you know keep that intensity up, fellas. But I'm gonna, I like the Jesuits here, big time. Jesuits, big time, and get this—they still might end up as the number one team in the state. When all is said and done. In December, Fairfield Prep may end up being the number one team in the state. Yeah, yeah that's it. That. Win yes, but I'm just saying they are in the ball yard. They Jesuits are. by easy. Yeah, I was looking at it and I'm looking at Xavier and I'm like, oh, yeah, they haven't allowed a point in two games. And then I look at Fairfield and I'm like, Fairfield Prep, and I'm like, they haven't allowed a point in three games. Um, I don't think there's a team playing out of the FCAC better right now in the state than Fairfield Prep. Uh, like Sean said, I think they're on a mission. Um, they get the big fan groups. Their defense is playing really well. Ryan O'Connell's a stud. I'm going with the Jesuits as well. Um, so, you know, you'll get more than two picks this week on this, on this show alone. All right. Now we're going to our game of the week. 
We have we have number. We have five and three Norwalk playing for maybe their playoff lives. Depends how the points shake out, but they're going to need a lot of help. They're five and three, and they are going to Fujitani Field to play the six and two Wilton Warriors. Now Norwalk. They lost to New Canyon by three, missing a lot of their staff, including head coach Pat, Pat, Pat Miller. They lost to Staples by seven. We talked about that. I think that's a game they should have won. They were leading Darien 21-20 at halftime and then allowed 29 points at the, you know, the rest of the way. Uh, and now they're going into Wilton. You know, Wilton is 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 our darling. They're, they might be. They're the Cinderella for the whole state. They got the glass slipper and everything. Um you know, we've talked about Wilton a lot on this show, but they've won three in a row. New Canaan, Ridgefield, they beat Fairfield Ward. Now they're staring another good team in the face in Norwalk. Sean, do the good times keep rolling at Fujitani? This is a tough one. That's why it's the game of the week. You could not find two evenly matched, I think. They've both given up. Well, Norwalk's given up 158 points, but given up 158 points. Norwalk scored 220 points. Wilton scored 219 points. Both teams, uh, you know, in there with Darianne until death kind of took the wind out of their sails. Both of them. Wilton made just a little bit longer into the fourth quarter, actually, where Norwalk never saw that. I mean, they, they, they didn't come out of that halftime locker. They're gas. So, what's that say? I mean, they got... Cam Edwards, you know, and Wilton Scott Parker Woodring and Grant Masterson, and, you know, and uh, Norwalk's got the quarterback's been playing better. Uh, it's a good team. Yeah. They, they, maybe if they had all the guys, maybe they beat New Camp, just like Wilton did. You know, Wilton struggled uh, to beat them, but uh, my God, this is a, this is a pick em game, folks, if I've ever heard one. And uh, it's just a question of who's, you know, who's on the bigger roll right now. I mean, obviously Wilton is. Wilton's kind of got the good times rolling there. But who wins? Who wins? I'm going to go. Wilton has the home team. I'm going to go with Warriors. That might come back to bite me here, but I'm going to go with Warriors. They have a lot to play with Warriors. And so does Noah, but I don't know. I have zero. Unlike Sean here, I have zero problem picking Wilton. Zero. I don't think this game's going to be as close as Perhaps uh, perhaps the game of the week isn't really the game of the week. I'm just going to say that, okay? Uh, Wilton has six wins. They beat McMahon by 28. They beat Ludlow by seven. They beat North Haven by 21. They beat New Canaan by three. They beat Ridgefield by seven. Yeah, they don't they blow beat anybody out. Fairfield Ward by 16. Yeah. They don't blow anyone out. And Ever. I said that's, that the guy last week. Yeah. The scoreboard doesn't always indicate the quality of the victory. No, but um, if you if Norwalk is still within striking distance, this Cameron. game will continue to be close. Like the right. Norwalk will not be out of this that's game, true. and then that's anything can true. happen. Right, and uh, that's what worries me about this. But maybe it's because I've been at two of the last three Wilton games, and it, there's just something different going on there. Uh, Parker Woodring is. One of the best wide receivers I've seen. He's a great DB as well. Grant Masterson can throw the ball. Jake Summers, you know, they can run the ball. Their defense plays great. EJ Denunzio is, like, all over the place dancing and stuff after they win. 
Uh, I think the good times keep rolling at Wilton, and they set up. They go seven and two into their uh, week before Thanksgiving game against Pomperog, staring eight and two in the face. I, I really like this Wilton team. All right, boys. That is the slate for this week. We didn't have a lot of differences, which could be awesome. Three of us could skyrocket up the standings. Or we could all sink to the bottom like stones. I'm shocked at that where we all had some more ones, but hey. Well, I, I predict I'll still be in the middle of the pack no matter what. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll just go five and five. <laughs> Whatever it takes to be stuck in the middle, I, I, I could do that. But, um, you know, like I said, this is – and the next time we'll meet, we'll we'll have a better, uh, clearer picture. But I will say, the next time we meet, we're going to have a really thin schedule. As a lot of teams are off the week before Thanksgiving. So, there's going to be a lot of room to make up some points if you pick the right game next week. But, as always, I'm Pete Paguaga. And for Sean Patrick Foley and Jeff Jacobs... This has been the Game Time CT Staff Football Pick'ems Podcast, something, something or other, whatever. We'll see you guys this weekend on the field.